Today on CityCast Las Vegas, it's everyone's favorite Las Vegas topic, traffic. Actually, starting January 1st, 2023, most minor traffic offenses have been changed from criminal misdemeanors to civil infractions. It's a big change, but what does it mean and how does this affect Las Vegas streets and especially economically depressed parts of town? Well, we break it all down with Lisa Mosley-Sales, Nevada State Director of the Fines and Fees Justice Center, whose group was one of the prominent advocates for this shift. It's Monday, December 19th, 2022. I'm David Figler, and this is CityCast Las Vegas. Nevada State Director of the Fines and Fees Justice Center, Lisa Mosley-Sales, welcome to CityCast Las Vegas. Good morning, David. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. So beginning in 2023, January 1st, most, but not all, traffic offenses are being decriminalized in Nevada. Why, why did Las Vegas need that shift? Oh, my goodness. I think our entire state needed, but particularly Las Vegas. Las Vegas Justice Court in 2020, at the beginning of the pandemic, David had over 270,000 outstanding traffic warrants. Wow. Just in Las Vegas Justice Court. So imagine if you add other courts across just Clark County. Let's talk about Las Vegas Municipal Court, Boulder City, North Las Vegas, Henderson. If they even had a quarter of those, a half of those, imagine how many Nevadans in Southern Nevada, Clark County, that have outstanding traffic warrants. Imagine that number. So that's why uh, Las Vegas really needed this legislation. And what would be the risk of someone having a bench warrant for a traffic offense in any of these courts? Well, I can just tell you from my own personal experience and the experience of many other people that I've talked to, having an outstanding warrant, you could be arrested at any time. On your way to work, just driving down the street, you see a police car get behind you, people get terrified. Are they going to run my license plate? The risk being arrested, taken to jail, who knows when you might get out of jail? And just, you know, the possibility of spending that time in jail, possibly losing your job. We've had people who've shared those stories, get arrested on a Thursday. You're not going to go to court until a Monday or Tuesday. So you could end up spending days in jail. So that's the, that's the risk. That's one of the risks. Yeah, and I, I'm so interested in those stories. I mean, I'm a criminal defense attorney. I've, I've heard some from my clients, but I'm curious about the stories that you've heard from folks here in Las Vegas who were significantly affected by these older versions of the traffic laws that allowed them to get arrested. Sure, sure. Yeah. You know, like I said, I have my own personal experiences, which is how I ended up getting involved with working on this legislation in the first place. And first, let me say, these efforts span over a decade. Hmm. I, I got my first traffic ticket in Clark County in 2010, I believe it was. And it was for an expired vehicle registration. I had just moved here from another state, California, place expired. That was my entrance into this system. And it just spiraled from there. Eventually, I paid thousands and thousands of dollars in warrant fees, not only warrant fees, but court fees. 
And I've been arrested. I've been arrested with my children in the car. So that's my oh. story. But I've heard so many other people that have similar stories. One is a woman by the name of Deb. I'll just use her first name. Deb was an entrepreneur. She was a hairstylist, a business owner. And her sole income is her business doing hair. But when COVID hit and everything shut down, guess what? She was without income. Deb had a traffic ticket for the same thing, unexpired vehicle registration that she had been paying on. Well, when she lost her income, she was unable to continue her payments on that ticket. That resulted in her getting a traffic warrant. David, Las Vegas, Nevada does not have a grace period. So if you are on a payment plan and you miss a payment, you're automatically back in warrant status. Deb found herself in warrant status and arrested gone to jail. And Deb is close to 70 years old. So again, this issue impacts everyone. So that makes it even more exciting for me that we're going to see people across the spectrum getting some relief and not having to be afraid to drive or that they're going to be arrested. Lisa, I know you have really gotten into <laughs> the the weeds of the of the statistics of of traffic, especially in Clark County. Are there any areas that stand out as being more likely to find people getting arrested for traffic offenses in our community? You know, David, um, absolutely. And it's the same ones that we see. I mean, we know again that this issue disproportionately impacts black communities. Latino communities, lower income communities, 89106, 89110. Those are the zip codes where we saw most of these traffic tickets turning into warrants coming out of. It was the lower income communities. It was communities of color. But there was also a surprise in there. There is a zip code, um, Old Henderson. Now, when most people think of Henderson, they kind of think, you know, upscale, ritzy Henderson. But there's Old Henderson, way out at the end of Lake Mead, which is a mostly, I won't say rural, but a white, older, white, retired community. There's a lot of trailer parks. Exactly. And sort of more, more very modest homes. Exactly. Almost, I, I mean, exactly. Not say shacks, but not particularly fancy places. <laughs> Well, you said it, <laughs> but but that's exactly right. We also saw a lot of traffic tickets and warrants coming out of that particular zip code. And I wish I could think of the zip code off the top of my head. But what I did is I cross-referenced that with the food insecurity map from Three Square. And I don't think it'll be a surprise for you to hear that the same zip codes that had the highest levels of food insecurity were some of the same zip codes that we saw the majority of traffic tickets and traffic warrants coming out of. So that just highlights the fact that this is also a class issue. It's about income, income inequality, not just race. We tend to contextualize it in race and rightfully so. But one thing that we don't always do is look at the income and the disparities there. And this is about people's ability to pay. These are folks that are on Social Security. These are people that are receiving public services. These are people who are on fixed incomes. That's who's largely being impacted by this issue. I mean, I can imagine some of the horror stories of being incarcerated for a minor traffic offense that just got away from you and that impact on your family and your pets, et cetera. You know, and I'm so glad you said that. I talked with someone the other day and the question they asked me is, what would you like the media to ask about this? And what you just said, we always talk about um, the impact to someone's finances and being not being able to pay the ticket. But what we don't ever talk about is the impact on someone's family. We don't talk about the impact on someone's pets. We don't talk about the emotional impact. 
the physical impact, the mental impact that this can have on not only the person who's directly impacted, but also their family. When the officer pulled me over and told me he was going to take me to jail, I had two of my children in the car. And he said, we'll we'll take your children to Child Haven. And I thought, why would I ask him, why would you do that? That's a cost to taxpayers, which is another reason why this law was so important to change. Hauling someone to jail, towing their car, taking their children to child haven, all of those things cost the state. And it's an irresponsible way to do business. So that's another reason why we needed this law. It's just so many things needed to change about it. And let me just say this, David. The majority of outstanding traffic warrants in Nevada, at this, I'm sorry, in Clark County, were not for things like dangerous driving. They were at what we call administrative. They were for things like driving with an expired vehicle registration, having a broken taillight, having no front license plate, not having proof of insurance in the car, not having your driver's license on you. These were at what they call administrative. They had nothing to do with dangerous drivers. And so what what happens when you have officers that are arresting people for these kinds of offenses? People who are actually committing more serious crime and driving where it harms other people's lives, those people Officers are taken away from arresting those people and enforcing those laws. Hey, it's David Figler, and one of my favorite food festivals is coming back to town. It's Vegas Unstripped over at the Palms Hotel on Saturday, May 18th. Over two dozen chefs from some of Las Vegas's most talked about restaurants creating original, unique menu items they've never made before. Chef creativity at its best. We're talking chefs from Partage, Esther's Kitchen, Milpa, EDO, and more, including this year's James Beard Award finalist Steve Kessler from Aroma. Tickets are $150 and are all-inclusive of food and drink, so you don't have to pay for anything once you're inside. No hidden up charges. I went last year, and it was so crowded in the best possible way. We got one remarkable dish after another, and while it was a little indulgent, here's the best part. The net proceeds go to local charities. So head on over to VegasUnstripped.com to get your tickets now. We'll see you there. So before we go further, take me through what it looks like when a person gets stopped by the police for a now decriminalized traffic offense as of January 1st. Well, hopefully, if they get stopped for one of these infractions that I talked about, let's say an expired vehicle registration or a broken taillight or something, since those will be decriminalized, officers can still stop people and cite them. But what they will not be able to do is arrest that person and take them to jail. Right. And as you mentioned, there aren't going to be bench warrants now for the failure to pay those tickets that we're talking about, the decriminalized now civil offenses. Failure to pay. Yes, failure to right. pay. So what happens to someone who can't pay uh, those tickets? I mean, you know, just because there's a new law doesn't make the poor people um, ab- ability to pay tickets better. There might be less consequence, but there's still some consequence, right? Well, absolutely. And the consequence actually does not go away. If you get a traffic ticket, you are still responsible for paying the fine for that traffic ticket. You're still responsible for paying any fees that go along with it. And in the event that you decide or you're not able to pay that ticket and you just don't answer or you don't pay it, instead of it going into warrant status, 
and a warrant being issued for your arrest, it will go as down as a civil infraction. It will be turned over to a collections agencies and it could at some point impact your credit. So right. the consequences are still there. Yeah. And does it also go to the DMV if you don't pay your ticket or if you just kind of blow it off or ignore it? Of course. But you won't have your license suspended just simply for failing to pay that okay. ticket. Interesting. I want to maybe talk about some criticism of sure. AB 116. Now, you've been here long enough. I hope you agree that Nevada does have notoriously dangerous roads. <laughs> you probably experienced them firsthand. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you say to those people who argue that removing the criminal punitive penalty for bad driving, even minor mm-hmm. bad driving, like speeding or whatever, will make our streets more unsafe? Well, what I will say to that is this law, AB 116, does not impact any of these traffic violations related to dangerous driving. You remember, David, I said earlier that this law decriminalizes what we consider minor traffic violations. And I just want to share a statistic with you. The Fines and Fees Justice Center, we did a study with UNLV, some students at UNLV, just to study the traffic warrants in municipal court. And what we found out, and this data is from 2012 to 2020, that 83%, almost 84% of open bench warrants in Las Vegas Municipal Court were for administrative offenses. They were for things that had absolutely nothing to do with driving behind the wheel. And so this law does not impact that. We want, we we are as passionate about public safety as anyone else. And so things like dangerous, reckless driving, things like DUI, leaving the scene of an accident, 30 miles over the speed limit, those things will still be criminal. Those things have not been decriminalized. Those are more serious offenses and they are still going to be criminal. I want to go to maybe a different part of this conversation, something that you maybe hinted at a little bit. You talked about it. And when we do look at the numbers, we know that people of color uh, have been and continue to be disproportionately Mm -hmm. affected by traffic stops, by fines and penalties, including incarceration, even for short periods of time. Let me ask you straight up. Is racism baked into our traffic enforcement systems in Nevada? Oh, David. <laughs> you know, I I think when we look at the history of laws, particularly a criminal, what we call criminal justice laws, I'm gonna say the criminal legal system, you know, there's no question about how that system began, you know, with slave patrols. It began after slavery was ended and in a way to control Black populations. Our policing system is based on that. I have to take my hat off to um, our our police departments and police departments around the country who are beginning to look at that. But again, I don't think there's any question about how our system of policing and criminal justice laws got started. And unfortunately, you know, many of those things are still in these laws. And I, I appreciate your perspective when it comes to the fines and fees side, which is sort of the back end of that. But Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department also lobbied in AB 116 for provisions that don't affect their ability to order people out of cars, to search people related to those stops, to basically carry on as they had before. Is is that a concern to you? Was that a concession that you felt? You know, it's those things personally and professionally are always a concern. You know, one of the main driving forces of this legislation for us and hopefully future legislation, David, was to limit as much as possible interactions 
that could turn harmful um, for yes. drivers, but also for officers. Mm-hmm. Yes, both ways. People don't realize that it, it is a both way thing. Absolutely. And I can tell you, David, I don't talk about this much, but I was on the other side of a badge for 13 years. And so I understand the law enforcement side. And I get some criticism from uh, the advocacy community and the activist community because I look at it from both sides. And when you say other side of the badge, I mean, you're saying you were in law enforcement. I was in law enforcement. Yes, okay. sir. <laughs> okay. Uh, a lot of the time when we see these, and you know, George Floyd uh, aside, because that was outside of a vehicle, a lot of the stories that come to us, both in our community and from mm-hmm. outside our community, are about things that happened pursuant to traffic stops. Both sides. A- absolutely. Absolutely. And we know many of the misdemeanors cases that we've seen, um, I'm trying to think of some names, but many of them escape me. Well, the Sandra Bland case, of course, was one that well, really <laughs> blows people's minds. And that was just this, a minor traffic stop. Absolutely. The Sandra Bland, the Philando Castile, all yes. of these things mm-hmm. were minor traffic stops. There were traffic, minor traffic violations. They were things that we're talking about. Maybe an expired vehicle registration. Philando Castile had been pulled over somewhere in the area of 40 to 50 times. And ha- these were minor things for a broken taillight. This man lost his life because he got pulled over for something that could have been simply a citation in the mail. What are these things that don't have to be criminal um, as with these minor traffic violations and don't even require interacting with an officer? What are some things that we could send these folks a notice in the mail and say, hey, your vehicle registration is expired or you got right. a broken taillight. Let's get that fixed. You've got 30 days. What if we could do that? Absolutely. Lisa Mosley Sales, um, thank you so much for the conversation. I think uh, people now understand that while they might not get arrested for some of this stuff, uh, they're still on the hook. So they have to kind of be careful. And not every offense is decriminalized. So they have to kind of watch out for that. But congratulations on the efforts of your agency uh, to to make this happen. Um, And thanks for coming on and talking with us on CityCast Las Vegas. Thank you for having us, David. Have a good day. Before you go, a few things you should know. Outgoing Governor Steve Sislak is asking the Board of Pardons to commute the death sentences for all 57 prisoners on death row in Nevada, most of whom come from cases out of Clark County. This sweeping move is a last-ditch effort to remedy the inequities in Nevada's death penalty approach, because incoming Republican governor-elect and former Sheriff Joe Lombardo will likely reject any future attempts. The vote happens tomorrow morning, so update soon. And in other news, apparently Nevada was the only state in 2022 whose most Googled recipe was black bean burger. I don't know what that is, and I don't want to. Do I? That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. If you learned something new today, like you always do, please go send this episode to your best friend, your smartest coworker, or your favorite auntie. Then rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our amazing morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Talk soon.